0: Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com slash SME today. Again, agorapulse.com slash SME. Hey there, everyone. This is Michael Stelsner coming to you on Wednesday, March 25th with a special episode of the podcast without any intro music and without the normal kinds of things that we normally do. And I'm here to talk to you about marketing in a time of crisis. If you are a marketer or you own a business, this is your opportunity to shine. We as marketers, we need to be the rock for our company. We need to be the lighthouse standing still in these turbulent times and become a beacon of hope for those that are around us. Why? Because the reality is that every business on the planet is going to suffer in some way as a result of the global crisis that we have going on right now. And you can look at this and you can panic or you can look at this as an opportunity for you to step up and shine Now, what I'm going to talk about in the remainder of this podcast is a little bit of the story of what we've been going through here at Social Media Examiner, but also some of the resources that we have created that you may not be familiar with, that we have published in various different mediums. And I'm just going to um, start, first of all, with a story. The year was late 2008. We were in the midst of a global, I'm sorry, a national recession in America known as the Great Recession. The economy was in horrible times, businesses were going out of business left and right, and I started something in early 2009 called the Social Media Success Summit, which led to the ultimate starting of something called Social Media Examiner in the fall of 2009. So, out of the ashes of all catastrophes and crises, phoenixes are born. And you have an opportunity to be a phoenix or to use those ashes as minerals to cultivate something you've been wanting to do for a very, very long time. And that can be for your company or that can be for yourself. But I believe that you're going to see some of the next best companies in the world are going to be born out of this catastrophe. You have an opportunity to freeze or you have an opportunity to step into a future that I think is very, very exciting. I would encourage you to step into that future. Now, just a couple quick things I want to share with you. Um, When everything went down with the President of the United States declaring a national emergency, I had already recorded four episodes of this podcast, and you're going to hear those four episodes over the next four weeks. I've decided not to edit those episodes. I feel like they're still going to be very valuable, despite the fact that we're going through all of this right now. But I decided to come today to you to kind of share a little bit of what happened here at Social Media Examiner. Um, We were literally at Social Media Marketing World as this whole thing was starting. Social Media Marketing World was March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. A lot of us, 4,000 people that were there were looking around and it was beginning to settle in that this might be indeed the very last big conference that we will attend anytime soon. A lot of my speaker friends were getting emails of multiple cancellations, and it was the very, very beginning. I'm here to tell you that we've heard absolutely no one from social media marketing world report having the virus, thank God. Um, And I do feel like we were just one of the last big events in the marketing world in America, maybe even in the world that had a chance to exist. And uh, we were very grateful. I went home and pretty much cried like a baby when the whole thing was over with because I was so grateful about the timing of this because it could have been catastrophic. So many of my friends in the event world are dealing with major financial losses. So many speakers are dealing with that. It's a pretty crazy time, not even mentioning all the local businesses that have been shut down. So I decided to first of all, stop a launch because literally we had launched on Monday. And then on Wednesday, the president of the United States came out and said, we have a national emergency on Thursday. I got my team together. We decided that we were going to stop the launch of what we were marketing. And you'll learn more about that a little bit later in the show. And instead I began going live and I've decided to share some of those lives with you as part of this podcast. The first one was me going live with my director of operations. Um, last Thursday, I believe, and just talking about whether we should market in a time like this. The next one was literally the next day with Marcus Sheridan, who is a local business owner who has been through uh, major crises in 2008 with his swimming pool company. And um, he's got a lot of great wisdom to share. And I'm also going to include the audio from that in today's podcast episode. Um, we also, uh, raided the office because in California, they put us on lockdown. So I called my team and I said, Hey, those of you that aren't used to working from home, let's meet at the office and grab all the equipment we need and decide to work from home. And that included me. I'm recording right now in my home office using, using my, uh, my computer and some of the equipment from the office and not my normal microphone. Um, hopefully it sounds pretty good. But I'm in a place that's a little more echoey, so the audio isn't going to be as good. But, you know, we're pretty much in my household, locked down, ready to hunker down for quite a while. That forced a lot of people in our company to kind of rethink the way that we work. And uh, a lot of people aren't used to working from home. A decent number of people, the majority of the people in this company are working from home. And they're kind of giving wisdom and insights to everyone else. Uh, One of the things we also did was we reached out to 21 of our friends and we put an amazing article together. And I'm going to have this article linked in the notes, but if you go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash crisis, socialmediaexaminer.com crisis, you will be able to read an 8,000 word article. And for those that don't know how to spell crisis, C-R-I-S-I-S. We will have have an 8,000 word article from 21 different marketers about their thoughts and how they are responding in these uncertain times. And I think it's a really good read and I want to encourage you to go check it out. So um, to wrap this up, I am about to play for you. uh, Oh, there's one more thing. The social media marketing talk show also, uh, last Friday went live with Lou Mangiello and Molly Mahoney, and it was about how to show up in uncertain times. And it was specifically an episode on live video and how we should be using live video to show up for our customers and prospects. So if you're a regular listener to that podcast, you've already heard it, but if you're not, and I know many of you are not, just search through your podcast player for the social media marketing talk show And you might want to download and listen to that episode, which is about 45 minutes to an hour of additional content. So again, socialmediaexaminer.com slash crisis will get you over to the article. I'm going to go ahead and play the very first live video that I did on Facebook, uh, which has been viewed about 26,000 times. And then uh, that's with me and Joel Black, our director of operations. And then I'm going to play the second live video Uh, which is specifically catered to small businesses and people that are in crisis with Marcus Sheridan. And that's about a 20 minute audio. You're going to hear that right after this one. And then um, I'm just going to end it. So this is my way of showing up and kind of letting you know that we at Social Media Examiner have created a number of resources that we hope will be helpful for you. And uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode and we'll catch you on Friday with a new episode of the podcast hello everyone i'm michael stelzner founder and ceo of social media examiner i'm joined today by joel black who is my director of operations and welcome to the playback today we're going to talk about whether we as marketers should be marketing now should we be marketing in the midst of a global crisis these are the questions that i think all of us as marketers need to be pondering and today as you join us we welcome your comments Type them in. I'll be bringing many of them up on the screen, and we're just going to have an open dialogue about whether now is the right time for us to be marketing as marketers. Joel, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, you know it's it's a it's a difficult time. It's a new time, but this is uncharted territory, really. And over the past week, I can't even count all of the marketing messages that I've gotten in my inbox. Uh, the messages that I've seen on social media and there's been a lot of conversation around, you know, should we be marketing right now? Should we be trying to sell things? Should we be trying to help people? Uh, and there's there's all kind of ways to look at this. So we're just kind of wondering um, the thoughts, uh, what everybody else is doing out there and um, what everybody else is thinking.
0: Well, I'm gonna share with you what we've done as a company, um, which may or may not um, be what you should do, but we were in the midst of promoting the Social Media Marketing Society, which is our next launch. And last Thursday, I called my management team together, and we made the decision that we were going to stop all promotions. And it was an easy decision for us to make on a couple of counts. Number one, a lot of people weren't really focused on anything other than was right, what, and they still are only focused on literally what's right in front of them, right, getting bread. Getting toilet paper, getting their children uh, acclimated to homeschooling, and, um, and and the truth of the matter is that we were obviously losing um, quite a bit of uh, uh, of response. You know, we weren't just getting the kind of response that we normally would have gotten. So I pulled my management team together. We made the executive decision to just go ahead and stop promoting this product and take the financial hit for the next thirty days because. Um, we felt like this was not the right time for our particular product. And I'm curious whether or not, and we're seeing we're seeing other people, you know, say yes, yes, yes. Um, and there's quite a bit of comments here. Um, so I'm curious, you know, what have you guys decided? Um, what we've been doing, because here it is Tuesday and it's only been, It feels like four working days since it really sunk into everybody, the magnitude of what's going on in the world right now. Um, What have you been doing? Have you made the strategic decision to send an email to your customers? Is doing that dangerous? I will say that I've heard from companies I didn't even know I was a customer of, and I've never heard from them. And all of a sudden, they're sending me emails from their CEO, and it just made me realize that a lot of these businesses don't even know me and aren't even regularly communicating with me and it made me realize maybe they should be doing more communication with their tribe. What do you think, Joel?
1: Yeah, I, I think back to an example of my dentist. So I had something scheduled with him um, and it's about three or four weeks from now but he sent out uh, an email blast in which I never get emails from him generally but he sent it out and said, these are the things that we're doing uh, within our our, our um, within our practice, and you know, we we go through all the regular safety precautions and all these things. But we just wanted to let you know. And I replied back to the email and said, you know, I think it's best that we just push this off a little bit. So it's it, you know, you, you might take still take that hit. Being proactive, sending out uh, emails, letting your customers know what's going on. Some people are gonna email back and cancel. But it, you know, it's kind of the right thing to do, I think, uh, especially in the case of a dentist where I would be, you know, face to face with him and the staff in such a close atmosphere. Um, I'm definitely going to going to go back to him after these things clear up. But I think it was a good thing for him to send out that email and just kind of update people as to what's going on.
0: Yeah, I had a dentist appointment on uh, Tuesday and they called and canceled. Um, my gym is shut down. I've encouraged the guy that works at my gym and the guy that cuts my hair to start doing house calls. And they're like, that's a great idea. So they're going to start that. Um, Joe Morris is saying that he sees promotions for the society. Joe, we did shut down all of our Facebook ads and the only society promotions, for those that are just uh, arriving, we made the strategic decision to stop promoting one of our products literally on late last week. and. Um, we're just going to go ahead and, like, like, you'll see ads if you visit our website, but we're not sending any emails out of, uh, to promote our products right now. Um, we've stopped all of our paid acquisition. And, um, and I think what we're trying to do is just be here as much for our tribe as possible, which is why I decided to come on and talk, you know, uh, with you all right now, which is not something I normally do. Fascinatingly enough, I am one of only two people here in corporate headquarters because everybody else is working from home. And um, and what I'm finding is that because we're not surrounded by so many people, I'm finding my life is a little more focused. And I now have bandwidth to show up more for the community, kind of like what we're doing right now. And, um, and I do think that this, I think there's opportunities and I also think that there's threats. Um, Gabby is saying she works for restaurants and they're putting out ads for deliveries. I think that's super wise. All the restaurants around here have moved to pickup only. And um, let's see here. Um, Patricia says be transparent, it generates trust and respect. And uh, that's absolutely true. Um, this person is saying their dentist also canceled their cleaning today. Um, I, you know, um, I like what this gentleman is saying. This is real. It will make us stronger. Life first and communication is key. I know multiple staffers that work for us have to figure out how to get their kids out of college. You know, so we're trying to be flexible with all of our employees, providing them extra time off if they're necessary during this difficult time. But I also think that um, I think this all represents a huge opportunity for us. I, I think that we're in an age right now where um If we're selling the right kinds of products and services, we should be marketing. So for those of you that are, for example, in the business of helping people do um, tele-events or remote learning or any of that kind of stuff, if if you're in the business of helping schools figure out how to go live or churches or synagogues or whatever, I feel like this is the prime opportunity for you guys to go all in because the whole world is shifting in that regard. But I do think that it's a tough time for anybody that's in the event industry or anybody that's in any kind of traditional local experience, like bars, nightclubs, concert venues, um, restaurants, all that kind of stuff. Um, Joel, what do you think? I'm going to bring some of these comments up on on the screen here.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting what a lot of the restaurants are doing. Um, I heard one of them say, you know, we're here to feed people, right? So they're doing delivery, and a lot. I've got a lot of Notifications and these are those marketing notifications that are really helpful right. from the you know some of the, um, the Chipulte's, Jamba Juices, all those guys that say, "Hey, we're here for you. We're open. You can't come and sit in the store, but we're going to bring it to you." And there's no way that I would know that. Uh, I'm not going to really go out and look for those companies to, to bring me food. But if you I know mean, I'm on their loyalty club and I get an email and said, "Hey, we're here for you. Order on our app, we'll bring it to you." then I'm gonna go and order. I'm gonna save all the food I have in my refrigerator till the last, you know, till they won't deliver anymore. But those kind of marketing messages that are that are helping um, during this time uh, that nobody really knows how to navigate are, are good messages.
0: Um, Asad says local marketing is not possible. So here's my thoughts. I do think it's possible, depending on what kind of service you're in. Um, I think if you provide um, delivery services, then you should be totally doing local marketing, right? Because everybody is going to be a little more receptive to having deliveries. Um, But I also think if you're traditional, if you're in the local business world and your traditional customers are shut down, I think this is the perfect time for you to to get ready for the fact that they're going to need us as marketers. Right. When this dust settles and it will settle, um, there's there's a lot of local businesses are going to be far more receptive to utilizing online and social media to um, deliver their message faster to their communities, to bring them back. So I do think this is one of those opportunities where while things are quiet, we should be preparing for the inevitable likelihood that this is all going to come back. Um, Let's see here. Jason is saying we own a horse vet business and we need our clients. Rachel. Let's see here. Uh, Bruce is saying we decided to put on a free virtual event for industry first in our space. Um, my gosh, you guys, there's so much, so many comments coming in Kelly Mirabella. I am marketing my business as usual, but I am also offering resources for my community. We all still have bills to pay and mouse to feed. I agree completely. I think that I don't think that everybody can stop marketing, but I think we should assume that our marketing is not going to be as effective, depending on what kind of service we're in. So I think maybe what we ought to consider doing is readjusting our expectations, uh, at least for the next week, because if you think about the shock that the whole world is in right now, so many people are only focused on literally the next few hours or the next few days they're gonna eventually look up beyond that. But I do think right now, this is going to be our struggle is having the proper empathy and proper uh, wisdom with our message, right? So I don't think we can take the same old message and cycle it and expect the same kind of response. And in some regards, we might get blowback. I don't know, what do you think, Joel?
1: No, things are changing, it seems like by the hour. Uh, for the last few days. And so, you know, we really have to be adapted. It's really noisy out there in the marketing world and people are just trying to figure out, you know, what are my kids gonna do uh, the rest of the day or the rest of the week? Um, you know, some of them, like my daughter's in public school and there's no there's no guidelines, there's no um, information that they're giving us to say, you know, they, you should have them doing these kind of classes for the rest rest
0: of the day or the rest of the week.
1: So um, it's really trying to figure out well, what, what are we gonna do to kind of to keep things moving in the right direction?
0: One of the things that I think we all could consider right now is focusing our marketing on content marketing instead of direct marketing. And I think this is a really important message everybody needs to listen to. Um, we pretty much all have a lot more time than we've ever had before. Now is the time when people are watching videos, reading more, and also listening more. So this means that maybe you all could be having the very same conversation that I'm having with you, with your community, and with your tribe because they're spending so much time on Facebook. Maybe you could start writing blog posts. Maybe you could figure out a way to be in front of your audience, where their needs are, knowing that that is content marketing and not direct marketing. And I think that's the opportunity that we have in front of us right now as marketers, which is to shift the marketing from the sale and shift it into the um, the value driven content that will connect and draw us a little bit closer. And then when those people are ready to purchase, they'll love us even more. Um, my gosh, there's so many, so many, so many comments here. Um, Joel, what are your thoughts on what I just said?
1: No, that's a good point. And you know, I've been consuming content probably on a 10X multiple over the last week. And I think I've been on Twitter more than I've ever been because the information is coming so fast from all over the world. I can find out things that are happening everywhere. Uh, And so I found myself on social media just a lot more, especially Facebook, especially Twitter. Just trying to figure this whole thing out and uh, I've seen some really great messages out there and I've seen some struggles people just uh, you know I saw one comment thread going on about uh, an agency that was in the gym business and all the gyms are closing down right now so they were like you know what am I gonna do I'm gonna lose clients but I think if you shift that I think the gyms uh, all those gyms and studios out there in the world right now really need to get a marketing message out that they're taking this seriously, they're keeping the gym clean. These are the things that we're doing. Uh, So I think it's about, you know, if I was an agency focusing on gyms, I would be putting out information as to these are the steps you should be taking um, to keep those clients engaged.
0: And I am going to say this. I think a lot of us and our customers are looking for a distraction right now. I think it's kind of um, almost gotten to the point where I don't even want to look at the news anymore and I don't want to look at Facebook anymore because the last thing I need is to see how much worse it's getting. So if we can um, try to provide um, valuable enter- and or entertaining or educational distractions that are alternatives, especially if they're encouraging and they're messages of hope, um, I feel like that is going to go a long, long way. Um, you guys, we just, I just, I'm going to be honest, I was inspired by Jeff C and Eric Fisher because they just went live like an hour ago and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've not fired up ECAM in forever. So I'm just going to go live. Who wants to join me? Joel. <laughs> Joel was my guinea pig and um, what did you guys think? I mean, was this a useful conversation? Would you like to see more of, um, do a little dance? I don't think so. Uh, we're not going to be doing a little dance here, (laughs) um, but seriously, would you guys like, and it's so encouraging to see 450 of you here live. How cool is that? Um, would you guys like to, um, like to see us come up a little bit more often to talk about our ideas and ways that we are trying to, um, you know, pivot in these crazy times. Um, if so, let us know in the comments. Um, yeah, we're getting a lot of encouraging, encouraging comments from everybody, definitely more. Yes. All right, you guys. Well, listen, I know that there's a lot going on. I just want to, oh my gosh, this is crazy. All the comments. Um, I, I know there's a lot going on right now and I just want to give a couple of encouraging words to you guys before we wrap this up. We will survive this. This is not the first catastrophe that all of us have been through. Um, I personally have been through Y2K. Um, the 2001 crash, um, 9-11, the 2008 crash and yes this is unprecedented but we as marketers and we as entrepreneurs have an opportunity to be, to be leaders and I think those that are brave are going to step up and they're going to um, do their best to kind of help their customers which is what we're trying to do right now. So I encourage you guys to keep the dialogue alive, we appreciate you guys very much, enjoy your day. Do not get distracted stay focused and we hope to see you again soon bye-bye hello everyone welcome to the playback my name is michael stelzner founder and ceo of social media examiner i'm joined by marcus sheridan marcus is a local business owner he's also a public speaker he's also an agency owner and he's someone who has been through massive disruption and what we're here to talk about today as you're joining us is is your business experiencing disruption on Wednesday, March 18th, 2020, in the early stages of a global pandemic? Um, Marcus, talk to us a little bit about the disruption you're experiencing.
2: Yeah, so, you know, I mean, obviously, um, there's the disruption of today and the disruption of 12 years ago right? and it's funny there's some similarities and there's some, and there's some significant differences as well I, I'll tell you just in terms of today right now so you know, I speak professionally and um, so far I've lost shouldn't say lost I've had postponed, we'll see I've had postponed at least um, I think it's something like 11 or 12 different uh, events and so uh, there's clearly nothing uh, going on there, and nobody was ready to convert most of these to virtual they just weren't ready for it so that's uh, that was that was number one and in terms of our agency so I've got an agency' we've got uh, about seventy employees and so we've started to see a set of uh, clients that are saying we have to draw back mm. and we've got we have had some others though that have stepped in so we can talk about that because it, there's always silver lining and all this stuff, right, right, Michael? And so that's I'm sure that's one of the things that we'll, we'll talk about in this. Um, and then I own a swimming pool company as well. And um, the swimming pool company is a manufacturer and an installer. And so I've got dealers around the country. I did have one dealer uh, that lost three contracts over the course of the last five days, mm. right? And that dealer's in Myrtle Beach. And that's a huge deal because three contracts um, for a smaller – you know independent uh, dealer that's the difference between uh, being able to to make payroll and not right and so that's quite uh, quite significant so there's a lot happening and I know I speak for a lot of people that are uh,
0: pretty concerned about this right now so um, folks as you're joining us go ahead and leave your questions and comments up on the screen um, Marcus, I uh, am getting lots of comments from people from all over the world. We've got people from Australia here. We've got people all over the place that are super excited uh, to hear from you. And I'm just going to, um, for your purposes, share a little bit of my screen so you can see some of the commentary that's coming in. So um, Marcus, I think that one of the big um, questions everybody has on their mind is when we're in the midst of uncertainty yeah. and when we're in the midst of we don't even know whether we're going to have a business a month from now or whatever, what, what do we be? What do we need to be thinking about, my man?
2: Yeah, so I'm going to give you some steps, everybody. And um, I, I, in 2008, when the market collapsed, I was almost certain I was going to lose my business. Uh, in fact, I had three consultants tell me that I should file bankruptcy at that time. The issue was that I was dealing with this. If I filed bankruptcy. Uh, my home was attached to my business loan that's oftentimes how it works as a small business owner That's many of you that are watching this can relate to and at the same time my two business partners who lost their homes plus I was thinking about the 16 employees I had and what would happen if they lost their jobs and the, the domino effect of that and so here's the thing and I'm going to just give you some general what I would call tips or this is my personal experience and I just want to preface this by saying I know that your situation is not the same as mine, and so I just want to I want to latch onto some uh, potentially common principles that we can that we can discuss here. I think the number one step to this, Michael, and this om- is almost going to sound cliche, but I think it's fundamentally important because it completely changed my mindset in 2008, right after the crash. Was we cannot feel sorry for ourselves right now, and it's really easy to do. It's easy to get negative. And it's easy to say, woe is me. And instead of that mindset, which is easy to do, what we have to do as employees and as business owners is we have to find or we have to live in the solution. That's the only place where we might find some, some let's call it joy in business right now, is by thirsting for and seeking after that solution. We've got to live in that. What so does I really that mean? Think what does that mean? Yeah. <clears throat> so so instead of saying, okay, all heck is breaking loose. I'm not going to be able to make payroll. I'm not going to be able to do this. We start thinking right now of yes, but what can I control within my circle of influence? Now, there's certain things that businesses can do that might surprise you, like little simple things. And I uh, you know, right now I've got I've got literally four different businesses that I'm accounting for with 150 employees right now. That's what I'm accounting for. So certain things to give you an example, I did immediate and long term. So some immediate things within my circle of influence. Immediately call my my uh, banks, and I said, "Can I go to interest only loans right now?" All right. Mm. Many of them will extend that to you. Most people don't realize that oftentimes banks will immediately do that. In a situation like this, you go from interest you go from what you're paying to interest only, that could save you, some of you, thousands a month. Thousands a month, right? So that's one step. Some, um, there's there's always also uh, some other, just like potential things that you can do with banks. You can immediately start to seek out credit lines if you can. If not, credit lines going towards family. I remember before, Michael, when I went through this, literally, and I was, at the time, I was uh, 12 years ago, so I was 30 years old in the first crash. Um, It was loans from my parents that got me through this Hmm. so i wasn't too embarrassed or too prideful to go to family and say i'm in trouble and i need your help so that is an example of quick things that we can do living in the solution other things that we can do might appear more long term but it's amazing what happens because my step two to dealing with these hard times is i think because we are feeling strain and pain, it gives us this unique focus and perspective that we don't generally have, potentially, with respect to our business and work. So in other words, Michael, you know how sometimes when you're getting ready to go on vacation tomorrow, you get just a ton of work done that day. The day before vacation, you can get a ton of work done. Well, right now, everybody potentially, their, their senses have been heightened and so because of that you can you can learn more than you normally learn and you can get more done potentially I know some of you are saying but I'm so distracted but you have the potential right now within you. And so it was during that time in 2008 that I for the first time I said, "Okay, Marcus, you got to get over your deficiencies, your fear of let's call it the internet, your fear of social media, your fear of this thing called inbound or content or technology or video, you got to get over yourself and you got to rock and roll with this, buddy." And so that's exactly what I did. I leaned hard into all these things that I had hedged on in the past. And that's the beauty of pain. It will force us to overcome things that might have been a challenge in the past, and we said, uh, it's just not, I just can't do that. It's just not worth it to me, or it's, it's just uncomfortable to me. Now all of a sudden, everybody's in pain, and we're doing all types of stuff that we'd never done before. Right. Case in point, Michael, I had a. a, a uh, a leader of an organization called me this morning and say Marcus I got a sales team all over the world they're sitting home twiddling their thumbs they're scared they don't know what to do and this is the first time some of them have said to me well how do we do this video thing on mm. when when it comes to selling how do we how do we do virtual selling right these are hard-headed old-school sales dudes that are finally waking up because they're experiencing pain and fear and now they're getting ready to embrace technology they should have embraced five years ago. But late is better than never, right?
0: You know, Marcus, and they say necessity is the mother of invention, right? Yes, and that's right. And if you think about this, like I started Social Media Examiner, the ideas for it in 2008 and found it in 2009. It would have never happened had the market crashed. I think that the next Facebook or the next Apple or the next Google will be born this year. And I think people that are smart and so many of us here are smart. We're going to see this as now all distractions have been taken off the table. We now have a chance to embrace this thing that everybody's been talking about called content, to develop a loyal tribe, to create amazing things to draw people to us, so that when they are ready to buy, we're the logical choice. You want to speak to that a little bit?
2: Well, this this is this is the thing. Whenever I, I can't, I'm constantly thinking about what I call the the bubble gump principle and we all many of us speaking of tom hanks going through this right but many of us watched forrest gump back in the day and many of us remember when they started bubba gump bubba gump gets through this terrible terrible storm that you know was just wiping out everybody and they came out on the other side they were able to have this incredibly effective successful business Mm. it's exactly what happened with my swimming pool company over 50 percent of the swimming pool uh, builders in the U.S. went out of business during that time. And so we were able to weather what was an unbelievable storm. Yes, it meant that I wasn't going to get paid. Yes, it meant that I went, I think it was three months without getting a paycheck. And I was putting, I maxed out my credit cards. And I'm not saying that any of this is going to be easy. But when you go through this, you come out a completely different person. You know, a lot of my friends recently I've said, I just don't understand, Marcus. How are you how are you so calm, dude? It's like you're going you're getting ready to go through potentially what was worse than two thousand and eight. You've got way more employees now, but yet you're calm about this because I know, to your point, Michael, we're gonna have innovation and we're doing things we've never done. And let me let me give an example of something that we've we've never we've we've I've been wanting to do and now we're actually doing it because we're forced to do it and I'm now saying We're going to do this long term, and that is this. For the longest time, I was saying, why can't we sell a pool without going into the home? We don't have to go in the home. Why can't we do a virtual sales call like you and I are essentially having right now? I mean, do we really have to go into the home like the entire industry does? And so over the course of just this week, we developed a whole system. We're putting it up on our website right now. We're calling it a touchless sales experience mm. for the buyer. So the buyer might say, You know, I would love to be able to buy a pool. I just don't want you in my home right now. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's the essence of what I preach, right? They ask you, answer. They're asking, Don't come in my home, but I still want a pool. How do we make that happen? Well, in this context, we've said we will have a virtual sales call with you, something that's never been done in the swimming pool industry. So we've already had a couple of these already because we started offering them at the beginning of the week. And so now that first step, instead of being nose-to-nose in the living room, now we're virtually nose-to-nose, wherever that may be. And what's cool about this is our sales team is already all of a sudden realizing, my goodness, I could have two or three sales appointments in one night, whereas before I could only have one when you figured in the drive to the home and the drive back from it, it didn't allow more than one. So it's funny how efficiencies are being bred out of necessity which is what we're seeing right now. And I'm telling you, I bet you there will come a day where at least 75% of our appointments are done first virtually with the homeowner, and then eventually we come into their backyard and do the site plan in this context. This is happening in businesses right now all over the world. For the first time uh, yesterday, Michael, I have never, and I've been professionally speaking for seven years, I've never had an event organizer say, can you give a – with an actual like real – was supposed to be uh, an in-person event, switch to live event and say, hey, can I have you give a paid speech virtually to my audience? First time ever. That came yesterday. And that just shows you what's possible. So what did I do today, right? What I did today, I created an entire page for my speaking website. That is about, yes, I do virtual events. And here's how we make those virtual events successful. Here's what you should look for in that speaker. Because dag on it, Michael, if there's people looking for virtual speakers, I'm going to own that before everybody else in the market says, oh, yeah, I've done that before as well. We've all got to be thinking something like that.
0: Marcus, uh, up on the screen, California closets, Long Island. They're having a tough time right now. What do you want to say to someone who's in the closet business? Yeah, you know, this is um, this is. Don't so, you have technology though that can allow you to kind of do all this stuff online, so that you just show up well, and install it? Well, that's
2: the thing. My guess is California closets has a has a particular sales process, and the sales right. process that they have generally is they have a design specialist that meets with the homeowner. Right. And so you immediately have to put on your website, yes, we can have a design specialist meet with you right now without coming into your home. With FaceTime. It, that's, that's, that's exactly right. And if you set it up the right way, especially with enough video, and there's certain things the person might say, well, I need to see their space. Right. Well, as a pool builder, I need to see their, I need to see certain things. And so what, what happens is when they fill out our form, they have to send us in a copy of their plat, which is a drawing of their home, a drawing of their properties, and we take the Google Earth and we're able to see those things. And so California closets can say we can do all this essentially virtually. You send us you know x many photos of your setting of the room, whatever the thing is, and then we can do this together live. That's an example of that. And then if they feel good enough about it, now they can move to the next phase, which eventually is the is the in-home design. Right. But at least we've we're doing something. In, the other thing I would say about California closets or anybody right now is you got more time right now to produce that content. I guarantee you California closets – and because I've, I've had clients in the closet industry before. They do not nearly have nearly enough video really showing the process of how they do what they do right, and really answering some of the tough questions in that space. They don't show it nearly as well as they could. And so this is an opportunity now for us to visually show – what we've known we should do for a while, but probably haven't taken the steps to do that because we've been too busy selling stuff.
0: Yeah, I wanna speak a couple of words here. Um, We are really, really blessed in so many ways that this pandemic happened in the year 2020 and not in the year 1990. Because we now have the ability because of technology to be able to rapidly alter our business. And we have the business case now to bring up the chain to the CEO that we've got to do it. As a result, you're gonna see massive adoption of new technology, massive adoption of social and live and all these kinds of things, and and even working from home. And also the other side of it is we're spending more time with our children than we ever have before. We're locked at home with them. How amazing is well, that?
2: So, so Michael, so this yeah. is a really good point, what you just said. So I had a whole slew of swimming pool builders say to me, so Marcus, are we all screwed? Or are we going to go out of business again? And I said to them, guys, look at the opportunity here. Because there's always opportunity if you if you have the right mindset. And I, you know, I know there's people on this call right now that are in Italy that are saying, Marcus, you don't understand what we're going through. I have been in the dark spaces, right? And so. If you have the right mindset, you can say, well, how can we find the silver lining? And I told the, 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 essentially the industry because they look at us as, as leaders in the industry. I said, look, people are gonna be staying home because they're gonna be staying home and because their kids are home, they're gonna go nuts and they're gonna have to find a way to keep their kids busy and active. A swimming pool is one of those things. And so immediately what we did last week, if you go to the River Pools and Spas site, you will find that we didn't ignore coronavirus that we leaned into coronavirus and that we openly talked about it. We talked about how this will lead to less travel and lead to more what's called staycations. And we explained what staycations are and how one option of a staycation is, okay, I wanna invest in my backyard.
0: I like and that so, positioning a lot.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And so we have already had people call us and say, you know what, Marcus, we realize we had saved this much up for vacation. We're not going to go on a travel vacation this year. We may as well put that into our backyard. Hmm. We read that piece that you had said. That piece has been read like 5,000 times since last week. I can tell you, ain't all those people pool builders. Right. There's a whole slew of homeowners that are reading that saying, you know what? He's got a point there. Instead of, Instead of traveling, which we're not going to do now, here's a good idea of something that we can put it into. Now – Again, I know everybody that's listening to this is saying, Well, we're not a pool builder. Well, my agency's doing some of the same stuff. You got to find a way to make the quick pivots or to turn what is the negative into a positive to present it in such a way to the marketplace of, hey, this is an opportunity, right? And so, you know, another thing that we did with my agency, switch it from to a B2B service based business, Michael. Do you think we waited for our clients? To call us and say, hey, I'm scared. We contacted every single one of our clients immediately and started giving them ideas of things that they could do so as to combat this issue with the marketplace. I wanted them to think, okay, I'm going through a a you-know-what storm right now, but daggone it. This company is thinking about my needs right now, and they're indispensable to me. And so as an agency… Our word of the of the month right now and it could be the word of the next six months that we are saying over and over again within our 70 plus employees is indispensable, indispensable, indispensable. Love that. We word. want our clients to be saying that constantly because that way they're saying that's the last company I'm going to let go if I have to make cuts.
0: So many people are not going to hear what Marcus said and they're not going to hear what I said and they're going to freak out. You that are listening right now You're the ones right now who have the opportunity to open up a blank sheet of paper and start drawing your future reality and two-step into it. Um, The reality is that if you've been through this before, like Marcus has, you need to be showing up to your community and giving them a sense of hope because they cannot see beyond tomorrow. You can be the one that show them the path beyond tomorrow. Right, Marcus? Well... This is a world
2: thirsty for leaders right now that see strength and see firmness. It's happening in every single industry. They're looking for leaders, and oftentimes they feel like they can't necessarily find them in government. Heck, they might as well find it with you. They might as well find it with your organization. I'm telling you one thing right now. My personal brand, I am so committed to taking this opportunity and here's my singular goal that I've thought about for me as a as – a, we'll call it just – we'll use the phrase as a thought leader, right? Okay, My singular goal is at the end of this whole thing, Michael, because I'm on LinkedIn. That's where I play. I'm there every single day right now. And what I'm saying is at the end of this, my vision is people come to me and they say, Marcus, I was in trouble. My business was in trouble. But I knew that if I came to you each day, I would learn something. I might laugh a little bit, and I would sense hope. And that helped carry me through that difficult time. And that's exactly what my vision is. That's what I'm trying to carry through, and I think we've all got to have a vision for that as well for our customers too. Daggone it, don't give up because I've been – trust me, I've felt like I was knocked out of the ring before. Do not, do not get down on yourself. Stay positive during this time, even though I know it's extremely difficult for some.
0: Folks, what do you think about this? This is the second day in a row we've done this. Um, do you want more of this? Do you want me to bring some more of my friends who have positive, encouraging words live to our Facebook um, uh, page? Marcus, if they want to follow you and track you, I, where's the best platform? Where's the best place?
2: Uh, best place for me by far is, is LinkedIn. And you're, if, if you have a personal question for me, feel free to email me directly marcus at marcus that's my personal email marcus at marcus but uh, you know we're, we're frankly i'm praying for you all uh, my family of six i was just with my four kids we were kneeling down for our nighttime prayer just now and we were literally praying for the businesses around the world for people in their jobs in their homes and that they they can feel warmth and love in their home and they can turn this into this negative thing into a positive thing. That's my hope for everybody here.
0: Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, my friend, Marcus. Everybody, have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.